What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sons of Legends. It's your boy, Art Dog, here with your homeboy, MJ Gunner. We back, we back, we back. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Did you miss us? They always do. A little <laughs> bit of a vacay from yeah. last week. Uh, but it's been a lot going on in these last two weeks, and we're going to talk about it all. And this week in wrestling, let's start it off. Can we jump into the Hurt Business? Yeah, sure. Uh, last uh, two weeks ago on Raw, the Hurt Business added Cedric Alexander. And they were in a six-man tag, and then Cedric turns on Ricochet and Apollo Crews. Lombard checked that boy out his socks. <laughs> and he, he did it this Apollo week. Apollo Crews. Oh, man. This week's Lombard check was pretty dope, too. I mean, Ricochet caught the <laughs> meanest one. Yeah, boy. He he lumbar checks him and ricochet spins in the air, <laughs> and then and then, and then uh, hits. Hey, um, but Shelton gave Cedric a little warning that if you didn't come to your senses, I'm gonna find out. I don't like the dissension in the hurt business already. You know what I'm saying? Before it even Here barely gets started, so um, I think it should just go off without a hitch, but. Uh, this week, um, they showed a lot of unity. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Um, first, everybody came out for Cedric's match. Um, MVP was on commentary. They uh, talked to Adam Pierce about his weak-ass security. <laughs> uh, and then when, at the main event, when uh, Retribution came... And attacked Drew McIntyre and Keith Lee. MVP ran off commentary, went to the back, got his boys, and they came out ready to bang. Yeah. Now, uh, I I remember uh, saying that I hope it stays between MVP and just uh, MVP and Lashley. That you know we didn't need a full stable, but I'm not, I'm pleasantly surprised. You know they look good together. I love this stable. Yeah. I love this stable like a black evolution. Let's get it. <laughs> yeah, they look good together. You and, know, they, and they look strong this week too. Yeah, they look strong this week. They look strong most weeks, but especially this week though. Yeah, that was a killer. Yeah. I, I'm loving the Hurt Business. I'm lo- For real, it's a lot of stuff that's going on that's good. Um, the Drew McIntyre-Keith Lee saga with Randy Orton kind of mashed in there a little bit. Mm-hmm. This is getting wild, too, because uh, uh, Drew McIntyre claymored Randy Orton three times on the Raw two weeks ago. And then this week, him and Keith Lee just start fighting everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, really loving this push that they're giving Keith Lee, you know, directly out of NXT and everything. I can't remember the last guy, you know, directly out of NXT to uh, get something like this. Ben not, even, not even Finn Balor, really. Yeah, he got a push almost immediately. Well, it didn't last Well, KO long. did. I say KO was probably the last person to come on because he smashed John Cena immediately. Yeah, Kevin Owens is the one. The last one. But yeah, like I said, they've uh, really been making him feel important. You know, gave him a win over Randy. He's taking it to Drew McIntyre every week. I, I, I'm enjoying this between those guys. Uh, could you see him getting a title? That's the question. Uh, not right now. No. It's, it's still too early. You know. Uh, 
And people seem more preoccupied on what he's wearing in his new music than they are about what he's doing in the ring. Oh, forget right about now. those douchebags. The fact that they got somebody straight out of NXT thrust right into the main event with the two top guys on Raw, and it's a black guy. Shut your mouths. Oh, they won't, man. They're, they're gonna poke holes and everything. I mean, yeah, I miss Baskin' his glory, too. Yeah, I like that song, but, you know, it's changed sometimes. Yeah, the story, hey, what he's doing is way more important than what he's wearing. Right. And um, so, how do you feel about Andrade, Selena, and and Garza, like, breaking up again? I'm not surprised. See, there you go. (laughs) They had a good thing going. And then, like always, they gotta split everything up. I'm not exactly surprised. Uh, you know, I, I don't. I wasn't really enjoying them as a team as much as I thought I would, anyway, because of you know they, they kept going at uh, the Street Profits. You know, we saw that match like seven times, eight times. Well, you know, I, getting it's stale. Not, it's not that I wasn't enjoying the matches. I just wasn't enjoying the dynamic that they had because they argued the whole time they were a team. Yeah. I I, I mean, it works if you don't like each other before. Mm-hmm. But they when they started out as a team, they were supposed to be cool. So I didn't understand what they were always arguing yeah. about. Besides, I mean, they kept bringing like, random chicks in for him to flirt with and Andrade wasn't really doing anything and Salita Vega was just reeling them in the whole time and her poisoning Montez Ford and feuding with Bianca. It was just too much going on. So yeah. it's kind of best to separate them and let them have their storylines and Salita went after Asuka. Yep, yep. I cannot believe we gave up two belts banks so we can get what I saw with Oscar and Mickey James on Raw this week. That wasn't uh, the best. That was not the best. I mean, you know, it was an all right match, I suppose. But, you know, the finish and everything. No, I didn't like. I didn't like the match. I didn't like the finish. Well, I was trying to be generous. I didn't like <laughs> the the missed Mick kick. Yeah. Like this match just missed on all levels. Like I said, the I don't even know what the ending really this. was because the ref kind of just stopped it and said Mickey couldn't continue. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. He thought she was hurt. I, I don't, don't get it though. I mean, she could have tapped out to the Oscar to the Oscar lock that she was already in. I mean, like I said, he thought she was hurt. She's got he's got to get her out of there. I suppose you know they don't play with the concussions and stuff. I don't know what. That what that was. I honestly don't know what that was. It was a missed call by the referee. That's what it was, you know. And it's, you know, it's not like it's a bad policy. And you know, referees do make mistakes too. They're human. You know, well, we just, see it every day in the UFC. We see it all the time. It's just the point style. that that in wrestling, it's already scripted for us. Hmm. So if you have to improvise. That's not the best, probably the best way to do it. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah. I mean, we've seen the X a lot. We just saw it recently with Matt Hardy. Yeah. And uh, with Ivar last week on Raw. I hear uh, it's... I can't exactly remember what he's injured, but I know he's going to be out for a while. 
Yeah, uh, that's that's terrible. Yeah. Um, I mean, good tag team. Some time off will probably do the the Viking Raiders some good because, in my opinion, they've went completely downhill since the Street Profits. A stupid idea, in my opinion. And then the fact that they're getting their asses handed to them in Raw Underground makes it even worse. Yeah, but I don't think that they'll keep Eric around on TV if Ivar's out. On Raw Underground, they probably will. You and you know, this week he fought Lashley. Yeah, he used with Lashley this week. Yeah, it's just usually you know when your partner's out, so are you. Yeah, I mean, except for the fact that one of the Usos is getting a title shot. He just got back on TV. He's been out the whole time. You know, and they just brought him in so we could work with Roman, I think. I mean, it's not a bad thing. Yeah, like I said, like we said a few weeks ago, family members do have good matches. You know, it could be a good match. And we get to see the dynamic of heel Roman, whether he really cares whether he has a good match with his family because he's talking a good game like, yeah, we dreamed of this. I'm going to whoop you like I was when we was kids and then it's all love. But every time Jay puts his hands on that title, yeah, Roman's like, hey, Roman hold on that, a minute. Get that look in his eyes like, bruh, I am about to hurt you. Better take your hands off, off my, my title. title. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> Well, yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, things that are happening on SmackDown, why was Braun Strowman on Raw Underground this week? That I don't get that either. And then I don't understand. Shane's bodyguard makes Braun Strowman look like a normal sized person. Hey, he's huge. <laughs> I did not realize how big Shane McMahon's bodyguard was until he stood next to Braun Strowman. Yeah, I don't. I didn't pick up that either. He was just a normal dude, and then he looks next to him and he stands like the Braun, and wow, <laughs> like this guy is a giant. This guy's enormous. Where did you get him from? <laughs> did you find him? in the NBA? What is going on? That guy is huge. Yeah, he is. And Braun came in raw on the ground trying to wreck everybody. He smashes Riddick Moss and Dolph Ziggler at the same time. And then Dabakato steps up and Shane's like, no, we're not doing this. We're saving this next for week. next week. Right, right. You know, promote this stuff. But yeah, I, I don't know what they're doing with Strowman right now. You know, after him losing the Universal title and then losing the rematch a week later. Uh, I don't know. It's kinda, I don't know It's got to get downgraded in my opinion. Not only do I not know about that, I don't know about The Fiend, but I do love this Alexa Bliss thing. People are going to be so upset. She's, she's a sister Abigail. Get over it. I don't Man. know if it, if it's... Sister Abigail, is, but Art. I'm loving her transformation. That's what's it gonna be. You don't know that. No, why would they be teasing us like this if it's not Sister Abigail? It's what it's gonna because be. Because that's what WWE does. Yeah, you always try to act like you're on the inside or something. Like, I'm not. What is this? What is that? No, it's this art. No, it's I'm, this. Bro. Haven't I been like the master of predicting things? Or maybe they're just stealing my ideas? <laughs> that, isn't a, that isn't a running joke on this show. 
We say things one week and then the next week it happens. I'm just saying either someone in management is listening or I'm just the master of predicting things. She's going to be Sister Abigail. I'm pretty sure. I don't think it's Sister Abigail, but the transformation that she's taken is intriguing. Yeah, I like it too, you know, with the, with the new hairstyles and and uh and and the sister Ariel's kiss and she goes into the trance and everything. Yeah, I'm enjoying this. It's every time she hears his name. Mm. So I don't know what to think of it yet, but I'm very intrigued by it and I like it a lot. Um but, I, but the thing that I love the most is Bailey. I will flip a table, Art. I don't want to hear from you. Bailey is doing the best work she's done since working with Sasha Banks in NXT. They have some type of magic with each other. And it's still tied to Sasha. And it's making Sasha turn into an underdog all over again. Because everybody has a pre a preconceived notion that Sasha Banks is like the best wrestler in the game right now. Everybody says it. It's not even like a secret. Motherfuckers are like, yeah, Sasha's the better wrestler, but Bailey has a better character, or Charlotte's like a total packet, or whatever. Becky's got the best charisma, or... But right now, Bailey is making Sasha look like an underdog, and that's hard to do. To be completely honest with you, you know, given the track record and everything, I think she could. She kind of could play the underdog role, you know. Well, uh, she did against Charlotte because Charlotte's like twice her size. Oh, I mean, because of the whole uh, Owen five for a title. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. She could. I mean, she could. I don't think she wants to play a pity role. I think she more or less wants to play the. You know, if Bailey keeps attacking her, eventually you're gonna want to see Sasha whoop Bailey's ass. They want to see that now. Right? <coughs> I mean, I've never heard booing so loud in the Thunderdome as it did the night. I that mean, Bailey is there a button there? that people push to boo or something, <laughs> and everybody's pushing that button? Like, she got the loudest reaction I've ever seen in the Thunderdome so far. Well, I mean, hopefully it's not pre-recorded and management's choosing to give her the loudest reaction. They hate her. But I'm saying it's this is this is the best storyline that's going on SmackDown right now. It definitely is. Art is a bright spot on that show. And then with Sasha coming back this week with the neck brace on, trying to do the interview, and Bailey pops up behind her. First off, if you're doing an interview via satellite, isn't that supposed to guarantee that the person that hates you ain't supposed to show up? Shoot. So she might as well have just came the to rules. <laughs> She might as well have just came to the ring. They're breaking the rules. I can I can remember like three times where this happened. <laughs> Austin showing up at Brian Pillman's house. Yeah. Triple H showing up at Randy Orton's <laughs> house. And this. <laughs> and this time. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, storyline aside, though, you know, let's just push it, push it aside for a second. Uh, congratulations to Miss Sasha Banks, who's going to be on The Mandalorian this season. I cannot wait to see that. 
not gonna, you're not just gonna take I'm this not, away from I'm me. I'm not. Right? I'm gonna give it to you because I've never seen not one Star Wars film, show, or movie ever. Me neither. But I'm still ever. watching this season so I can see her. I'm not gonna jump on the bandwagon just because Sasha Banks is on it. I just can't do well, it. Well, you're a Sasha hater. So. I'm not a Sasha hater. I definitely do support her and everything else she's doing. I've. For God's sakes, I've watched her on Up, Up, Down, Down, and I watched her on Hot Ones when she ate the hot wings. <laughs> but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. As I said, I've, not, I've never seen The Mandalorian or any of the other Star Wars stuff. Yeah, so don't try that. Don't. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to pose as some kind of Star, Star <laughs> Wars fan here. I'm not. I'm making it very Sasha clear. Sasha Banks fan. The only reason I'm watching is to see Sasha. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, that was dope. That's gonna be dope. Uh, good luck to her. I hope that she does a great job at it. Yeah. Um, so who's coming? Who's the lady that's coming? Everybody keeps saying it's, uh, Carmella. I don't see why it would be Carmella. I mean, Carmella already has a good gimmick. Why does she need this transformation? I don't think it's her. I don't know who it is, but I don't think it's her. Dana Brooke, maybe? It could be. Uh, she looks a little too tall to be Dana Brooke. Yeah, she, she's kind of tall. Skinny. Yeah, she she she's uh pretty pretty tall there. I don't think it's Dana Brooke. I don't know. Uh, I don't. I mean, they think it's Carmella, but I'm but I'm not so sure. I'm not so I'm not sure about who it is either. So yeah. I'm not gonna even speculate. <laughs> yeah, but but another thing on SmackDown, and this is the thing that really drives me crazy. How many times is Bailey supposed to beat Nikki Cross? How many? I don't think this is about Bailey or Nikki Cross or the title. I think this is a way to, for Sasha Banks to come back and attack Bailey. I think this is a way for Alexa to finally turn on Nikki Cross. She's wearing a neck brace for Pete's sake. I don't think she's gonna be there on Sunday. <laughs> I don't think she's gonna be there on Sunday because they love making me wait for things. I swear it's true. They just love it. I'm, I don't want to be patient no more, man. My patience run thin. Because I don't see Nikki Cross getting this title at all, but I do see Alexa Bliss finally turning on her completely. Well, that, that would be a cool thing to see. I just don't see why they have to keep, why they have to keep feeding her to her. Why? Um, I don't, I don't know either, because there's a couple other women that could be fed to her. Yeah, I mean, Naomi beat her a few weeks ago. And she wasn't even in the Fatal 4-Way. Yeah, that's the upsetting. Yeah. And a pushback. So, I don't have no words for it. You know, they don't listen to me that often until I say some stuff that they want to steal. This is what I do with my ideas. If they stop stealing them. Yeah, they just stop stealing them. Oh, that's funny. But uh, NXT was cracking. Yeah. Uh, I was just thoroughly impressed with Shotzi Blackheart this week. Art that was that was pretty that was pretty great. Yeah, yeah. I like Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, yeah. I really I was impressed by her promo cutting more so. Ooh, that, that, she got them hardcore promos, Art. Yeah, where she was stapling the paper to her chest and stuff. That I've was... seen one where she where she had a lit cigar and then she licks it and then uh, does the tongue thing. And yeah. She's crazy. That's what she says. Can you out-crazy me? Yeah, not a lot of people can. 
She's not only crazy, but that, that, that woman's tough, man. That, that German suplex on the apron this week. It, it, it looks like she could have been <laughs> a career killer, man. She, she she's hey, adorable. She could take it. She could take it. That's, mm. I mean, she kind of reminds you of Sasha. Sasha's small, but she could take it. Boy, she'd be wanting to yeah. do some big spots. Yeah. And Shotzi's one of those who wants to do the big spots. Yeah. I like her though, but EO retained. It wasn't a title I match. Mean, EO beat her. Oh, but ooh, I remember that moonsault too. Like she was too far away, Arch. EO caught her with her feet yeah. to the stomach. It looked it looked like it hurt, didn't it? Yeah, it looked like it hurt. That's what it's supposed to do. Oh, come on now. That that, that, that that could not have been planned that way. She was too far away. But every now and then, it's good to remind you that this stuff actually does hurt. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, she caught her with it right with her knees, too. Yeah. Across the chest, bang. But uh, it was pretty good. Uh, uh, who do you think is going to challenge her next? Do you think Rhea's going to be next in line since she did beat Mercedes Martinez in that cage? I'm still holding out hope that Dakota Kai gets another shot. I haven't even seen Dakota Kai. She's around. She's going to be in that battle world. I'm hoping Candice LeRae makes her way around to it. Well, Candice can, Candace can wait for a second. Yeah, well, she has to because she's feuding with Tegan Knox right now. Right. Right. I, I think it's going to be Dakota. Uh, oh, but we did not tell the people that Ben Failure did capture the NXT title. Yeah, it's, it, well, it's your job to tell the people this, sorry. Why didn't Two you tell them? Two weeks ago. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I think had, that was the best uh, choice. You know, Finn Balor is a popular name. I don't. Who's more, who's more popular down there than I him? just felt like... Tommaso Ciampa would have been the best choice, oh, especially man. the route that he's going right now. Not right now, Art. It's it's got to be Fowler. Either he's the biggest name down Gargano, there. But Gargano is NXT. Tommaso is NXT. Finn Balor's NXT right he now. Still feels main uh main card. How do you how do you see that, Art? He's been down there forever. Not forever. He's been down there like a year. He's been down there a little while, Art. Like a year. Yeah. You know, he's he's worked his feuds. He he's re uh introduced himself to the NXT universe. I just feel like And he's the biggest name down there right now. Been who I mean, if you feel like that's the best choice, that's definitely your opinion. I just don't agree that Finn Balor was the best choice. Oh, all right, then. Just like to argue everything. No, I don't. I'm yeah, just, do. I just feel like Gargano or Tommaso Ciampa would have made a better fit with the title. We've right seen now. this story between those two. No, Forever. who said it was going to be between them? There are other people down in NXT that wants a shot. Yeah, Johnny's Johnny's working his uh his 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 character right now, as they say. You know, Tommaso just came back. Yeah, I that's true. I think Balor true. was the right choice. Well, I mean, you make a great argument for that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Damian Priest winning the North American title. I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty excited about this. I'm, a, I have become a Damian Priest fan. I felt like they were pushing him towards the North American title, and now he's got it. And he beat Timothy Thatcher this week. Yeah, he's pretty cool. 
I'm not sold on Thatcher as a contender, but I like Damian Priest as a champion. Mm. I just, um, I feel like he needs a different type of challenge. And and I'm not convinced whether he's a heel or a face or what he is yet. Yeah, because uh, he started off heel, but he's been showing a little bit, a little bit of Signs face of stuff. Face, yeah, yeah, just a little. You know, you'll see it every Seems now and like again. Like a cool guy, right? The cool bad guy, like Razor Ramon. I I've guess. never seen anybody get in a hot tub in their jeans. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just gets right in there. What's going on, ladies? I just won the title. Yeah. Directly and after it, the ladder match. I mean, that was the coolest Triple H champion picture. <laughs> yeah, that was cool, too. Him, Triple the H. girls in the hot tub trip point out, like, he just won the belt. He just won the belt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, yeah, um, that was that was pretty good. Are you sold on Breeze Dongo as champs? Um, I got to get used to it, I guess. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's slim pickings down there. You got extremely Im- slim Imperium pickings. Imperium and uh, Undisputed Era, and I don't even know where uh, the two guys that were with Malcolm Bivens. I don't know where they are either. Where are they at? I, I'm just saying it's kind of slim down there. So Breeze Dongo don't have much to contend it's with. It's slim everywhere in WWE for tag teams, though. Here we go with this one. It's true. I sound like a broken record because it's true. Here we go with your. I swear they they the should. The world just, hates tag teams. The world doesn't hate tag teams. I think the WWE hates tag teams. Uh, apparently, so did AEW until recently. Well, they got the best tag team in the world there now, Arch. They've had some of the best tag teams in the world now since they it have started, the and they haven't put the no belts on any of the tag teams that people think are the best. Now they have the best tag team in the world, Arsh. You said that before. Well, it's true. You said that when the Lucha Bros got there. I never called them the best tag you team did. in the world, Arsh. I don't know what you're talking about, you crazy. You did. I don't remember that. I remember it like it was yesterday. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you have selective memory. I don't know what you're talking about. I never called the Lucha Bros the best tag but team in the world. It's always been a revival. Breeze Dongo as tag champs. I'm hoping that they can... I don't know what it's what it's missing as a tag team. Maybe a tag finisher. Yeah, that'd be nice. Something. It just doesn't feel like a tag team to me. I don't know why, and they've been a tag team for years now. Mm-hmm. Is this, uh, we've been trained to kind of look at them as comedy acts. Yeah. You know? And we kind of got to get used to them seeing them uh, wearing tag gold. You know, because on SmackDown Live, that's what they were. They were the comedy acts. Wearing then, any type of gold. Yeah, you know. And they would come. That's the first title for either one of them. And yeah, not just that. Just, yeah, they've had this gimmick where they were changing costumes all the time. They come out as something else. Like mm-hmm. they came out as luchadors. They come out as doctors, cowboys. It's just something we got to get used to. So we got to get used to the serious side of Breeze Dongo. And and not even that. They don't have to be serious. They can still be entertaining with the tag titles. It just has to... They just have to 
We're not very used to looking at them with tag teams to what tag titles are. That's what I was trying to say. But I'm saying, like, the New Day were a comedy act, but mm-hmm. they made it entertaining. Yeah. And Breeze Dongo just said, I mean, because we love the fashion files. Those were dope. Yeah, I like those. If they had titles when they were doing that run, then people would have loved it. Yeah, I like those. So they just need to bring something like that again. Something where people can be entertained by them and go, yeah, those are the tag champs. Mm -hmm. What I think, what I'm hoping that they do is they just unify the tag titles. At least on Raw and SmackDown. It looked like they were going to do that with uh, Cesaro. Cesaro Nakamura and the Street Profits. But, now uh at Clash of Champions, Cesaro Nakamura have the Lucha House Party. Another fucking tag team. They're getting ready to break up. I hate it. <laughs> oh, I can't. I'm so mad I can spit. <laughs> Another tag Another team. Another tag team is about to right fall now. by the wayside. Give me a break. Hey. They can't help it. They can't. They really can't. They can't help it. They always think somebody's going to do good as a solo star out of that team. And and they hardly ever do. And they hold them back. They do it all the time. Because I tell you, Kalisto's not going to be some some big single superstar. I like Kalisto as much as the next guy, but I can't see it. He is a former U.S. champ. Yeah, him and Del Rio, they pass that title off a lot. Yeah, I mean, not to say he couldn't be. Yeah, not to say he couldn't be. It's just that I don't see it. Neither do I. Just like Ricochet. I love Ricochet, and I don't know why. I can see Ricochet before I can see Kalisto. That's a fact. Yeah. But, you know, Kalisto's got a new little attitude now. I can see it. Okay, I mean, (laughs) you can walk around with a fedora all you want to. (laughs) Maybe that'll help. (laughs) Go ahead with the trench coat, the Dick Tracy look. He's got he's got a goatee now uh, yeah, outside uh, his beard, yeah. outside his uh, his mask. mask. Yeah, I mean, go ahead, he's do starting. Thing. Grow on up. <laughs> go ahead, grow up. We'll yeah. see what happens with it. Let's see if you leaving the Lucha House Party behind is gonna do Just anything not. for you. Damn tag team is getting thrown by the wayside. I hate it. Hey, I'd love to see if, if Kalisto would join uh, Legato del Fantasma. That's one of my favorite groups right now. Yeah, I, I could see that, but I doubt it. But I could see it. Or some that that'd be great. That mm-hmm. now that would work. Yeah. And but the only problem is he's got to be okay with Santos holding that title. I don't think he would be. He's probably going to be coming for that. I hope he's coming for that. Why? Why is why are they not on two or five live anymore? I mean, what, why did they pull him away from the cruiserweight division? Maybe NXT just has higher ratings than two or five, and it'll make sense to get the cruiserweight title to be seen on. Well, that. I've always said that they that they should move the cruiserweights to to full sell. That's a crowd that would appreciate them. I think so. Yeah. I just don't think. I mean, it's not enough time in NXT to showcase everybody. They do pretty well with it, you know. Now that the cruiserweights have been moved down there, and they do pretty well with it. Cause. That uh Falls Count Anywhere match they had, or what was it? Like a six-man street fight. It was uh, Legato Del Fantasma against uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott and uh, Breeze Dongo. That mm-hmm. was a fire match. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, but if they're going to move the cruiserweights down there, I think that they should move them all. Because 
Right now, it seems like the Cruiserweight title picture is kind of getting shallow, too. You know, they still got Drake Maverick and Isaiah. No, Drake Maverick is, te- is uh, trying to get Killian Dane to team with him right now, so he's out of the picture. Uh, well, there's still Isaiah Swerve Scott. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple others down there, but I feel like if they were going to you know, move the Cruiserweight division down there, there's they should Swerve. move them off. There's Jake Atlas, who's getting beat up by Tommaso Ciampa right now, so he's out of the picture. Austin Theory's back down there. I saw him. Yeah, he's back around. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Austin Theory, I didn't get around to the Monday Night Messiah and Dominic with this fire feud that they got going on. I say it all the time, Art. This is this is a great feud. This is some of my uh, my favorite work from uh, Rey Mysterio. And at Ray's least, not even wrestling. At least in the last, like, <coughs> decade or so, this is my favorite feud of his. You know? But uh, it's great, though. He's brought in Dominic. Dominic looks, Dominic looks pretty great, too. You know, they they had that awesome steel cage match this week. Yeah. You know, that suplex off the top of the cage and then turns it into the Falcon Arrow. Arrow. Seth's, Seth's yeah. pretty cool, man. Seth, I like Seth, Seth Rollins. Just, he's, I mean, he's a, a lot of people say that he's one of the best in the world. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, this guy knows how to work it. And for him to work it with somebody that's only had a couple matches and went mm-hmm. straight to the Raw, to damn near the main scene, mm-hmm. killing it right now. Yeah. And the fact that Dominic can't beat him makes it even better. Yeah, I like Dominic. And, you know, like I said, his view's been great. But I'm looking forward to seeing what he's going to do outside of Rollins, you know, when this is finally over. Right. Because... You know, as we said, Rollins is one of the greats. Anybody could look really great working with him. Yeah. You know, but it's outside of this where we're going to get to see what Dominic really can do. I don't think we're going to get outside of this no time soon. Uh, I think he's Considering staying. that little moment that Ray's daughter had with Buddy Murphy. Oh, yeah. Now, now the whole world thinks that they're going to get together now. You know, I, I saw her check on him. <laughs> she checked on him. Yeah. It's something... All you need, that's genius storytelling because all you need is a little hint of something to put it in everybody's minds. It's kind of be kind of a Romeo and Juliet situation. Yeah, I mean, two sides that are supposed to hate each other and then Seth's attacking Buddy Murphy. Yeah, I don't see those guys sticking. I don't see those guys sticking together very much longer either. But Seth needs disciples though. That's the thing. He won't be the Messiah without no one following him. Right, right. He okay. needs somebody to solidify his message. So, I mean, we could get Ray or Dominic. As one of his disciples? Yeah, that'd be pretty cool if Dominic left the fam like I get it now. I don't know about that one. That'd be pretty cool to me. But, yeah, uh, WWE's been on fire. AEW's been on fire, too. Yeah, it's been pretty good stuff. Because uh, we, watch, we watched the the pay-per-view that they had. Oh, yeah. And um, All In, after All In, things just start picking up again. Uh, the moment between MJF and Jericho with the telling them both uh, they think it was a travesty that they lost. <laughs> and then walking off calling each other losers. <laughs> Jericho's good. Jericho can have good promos with anybody. With anybody, almost. Um, 
uh, Brody Lee killing it with a TNT title. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy that they're giving him like uh, a dominant run with it and everything. A uh, dominant role, period. Right, right. But the the thing about AEW that's killing me right now is um, it's it's kind of getting cluttered because they just brung in Rusev. And, well, not not Rusev anymore. His name is Miro, Miro, the best man. Right. He's Kip Sabian's best man. Yeah, and, it's uh, him, and then uh, they're bringing in some of them NWA people. Uh, they got yeah, Thunder, uh, Thunder Rosa. Rosa. And they got Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston. I don't know if he's if he's NWA, but, but they got he's he just came right. They got people there that aren't under contracts there. Yeah, I don't um, know if Eva Lee and her partner are under contract. Conti. She signed. Yeah, they got Eva Lee and uh, Demente. Yeah, I don't know if they're under contracts or not this week, but uh, they had a match this week. It's Thunder Rosa and Eva Lee. I was really looking forward to this match because I'm a big yeah, fan. Yeah, I of watched both. it. I watched it, and yeah, uh, it was not good. Yeah, it it, it seemed like you know, uh, the rumor has it that they were throwing real blows in there. They were smacking the shit out of each other. Right. You know, they were kicking each other in the head. It seemed like they were not getting along during this match. Yeah, that's what I hear. And that's, uh, the, the, that's what I hear online. That uh, Eva Lee uh, wanted to do something one way. And Thunder Rosa was not having it that way. And she's she's traditional. And she wants to uphold the title. And Eva Lee wanted to really take it to her limits. That's what I... Uh, just some of the things that I hear. And she, uh, she literally had to make herself for her sometimes. Yeah, I mean, bro, it was not a good match. Yeah, I was super bummed. Because these are two people that you know can bring it to. Right. You know, I've followed them both since Lucha Underground. God, I miss Lucha Underground. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't better watching that. it, but um, Murder Hawk is just on some other stuff. This week he comes out. And just snatches a guy out the crowd and beats him up before Jake can cut his promo. Like <laughs> it's it's such a weird dynamic that they have. And then he called Taz out and said he's gonna get if he's gonna get in bed with the devil, it might as well be the Tasmanian devil. And he calls Taz out. I mean, I thought I was. I mean, I'm looking for Lance Archer to get on some championship level like trying to go at the Moxley type shit. He's got a title match. Yeah, so a few weeks to think of all the, the rest of this show. other stuff. Right. Take it to the curb. Right, you know, have make him, him go for Moxley. Right. Period. You know, have him uh, look like a legit uh threat. Threat to Moxley. That's what it needs to be. Um the tag titles are on the F on the revival. Mm. Well F T R but haven't seen them. Yeah, well, once again, we've got like private party and uh, who would they fight? Did they fight Jericho and Hager? Yeah, Jericho and, and Hager. And they're like proclaiming themselves a tag team now and saying everybody needs to look out for them. And then you've got like the young bucks running amok, kicking referees and like. 
they're doing the same thing tag with wrestling. the tag teams. Tag team wrestling is a lost art, in my opinion. Like it doesn't get the love it deserves almost anywhere. And that's that was the point I was making, man. They need to get on these tag teams. Because they have so many great ones. You know, the Lucha Bros, the Young Bucks, uh, Jurassic Express is really growing. But I, mean, I want to give a Santana shout out and Ortiz. to them. Santana and Ortiz and the best friends because they put on that parking lot brawl and that shit was amazing. Yeah? That shit was amazing. Did you? I think uh, I read... It's been going around that JR said it was the best street fight he's ever called. He did say that. And it was crazy, bro. That was one of the best street fights. I'm not even gonna... I mean, as far as parking lot brawls go, there's Eddie and John Cena. I was gonna you remember Eddie and John Cena. And there's this one. No lie. Yeah. That's how good it was. That's not even cool. gonna not even gonna go I'm not even gonna like mark for AEW guys, <laughs> but this is one of the best matches in, as far as parking lot brawls I've ever seen. I mean Santana and Ortiz are a legit tag team. Like, and they look great. like a legitimate threat. And why aren't they going after the champs? That's what I'm saying. And right now, with what just happened, the best friends look like a legitimate threat too. Yeah. Yes. That is cool. I mean, especially with Orange Cassidy coming out, because he's the one that helped them win. win. <laughs> he came out of the trunk of a car with a chain wrapped around his hand and did the orange punch, you know, well, his Superman punch, which is what it is, on um, one of the guys. I haven't really been following AEW that, that much over the last few weeks. Is Orange Cassidy still, you know, like Orange Cassidy? Has he yeah. changed at all since Jericho? No. He's still Orange Cassidy. He's still hands in the pocket with the cool guy. He's still himself. Damn. <laughs> like but, I said, I'm 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 still I'm still hopeful for a uh, little bit of a turnaround for him. You know, like not like a complete turnaround. Just no. I mean, give me something. Know, what he can do now. That's right. that's what it, this was meant for. And Jericho just brought him into the light. That's all. And that's all he really needed. Yeah. I don't know what else you want him to do. I don't see him going after a title. Well, it's not that, you know, it's just less of the the comedy stick than uh, that he does, you know. No, I think him being, with best, him being with the best friends is probably pretty good for him right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, because after that match right there, they are going to be looked at as contenders. Yeah. One of those teams. I hope it's Santana and Ortiz, but I hear they lost, didn't they? Yeah, they lost. They lost, so I don't think it's going to be them. And not only that, but I think Santana and Ortiz haven't looked as dominant or as scary as they did in TNA. I mean, they were the cornerstone of Impact's tag team division for, like, years. Like, I was watching Impact for a while, and I stopped watching Impact for, like, a long time, and I come back, and there's there's still Santana and Ortiz running around with the tag titles. Well, that's what the North is to them now. The North's not champs anymore. They just just lost them to the Motor City Machine Guns. Yeah, I'm happy to see that they're back together. The Motor City Machine Guns have always been with well. Some of I've my been keeping up with all that favorite. stuff because, um, as you can see, 
uh, Brian Myers, who is Kurt Hawkins, he's there. Rhino, he's Slater. Uh, they've got EC3. Eric Young is the champ. Yeah, I heard that. Uh, Deanna Perrazzo's their women's champ. Yeah, saw that. Uh, the M- the X Division champ was Chris Bay. Now it's Rohit Raju, which you probably don't remember him. He's from the Desi Hit Squad. Right, I remember the Desi Hit Squad. Uh, so, I mean, they got some some things going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like Tasha Steeles and Kiara Hogan. Uh, they got some things going on in TNA, just letting y'all know, you know what I'm saying? Ring of Honor's having a pure tournament. Yeah, I heard about that. So, just to keep people informed on all facets. Um. What do you think of Mandy getting traded to Monday nights? I don't know how this helps anybody. I think it helps Mandy because she'll get to wrestle more. You know, she's not tied to Otis anymore right now, and... And so's Otis too. You know, now he can focus, as the Miz would say. Because it's true. You know, Otis is holding the money in the bank briefcase. And the problem is, Otis is basically a tag team wrestler. Well, they've got a storyline going on where Miz is trying to take the briefcase from him because he said he's neglecting his duties as a money in the bank holder. Dear Lord, what are they doing to Miz and Morrison? I don't know. I guess they're trying to have Miz and Morrison bring Otis and Heavy Machinery to an, to another level, I guess. Not a very big fan of this feud. You know, and I know I say it all the time that uh, it should be good and everything, you know, more focus on the tag teams. It's just something about this feud kind of throwing me off. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the lunchbox thing. Maybe it's... You know, this week where they stripped the Miz down to his underwear. I don't know. I don't know what it is either. I mean, I know what it is. I know it seems, it makes money in a bank seem completely unimportant. That's, I think that's the biggest problem. That's that. my biggest problem with it. And I wish that he would just cash it in on a tag team to give us a new dynamic to money in the bank. That would give us a completely... New dynamic to cashing in money in the bank. Because nobody's ever cashed it in on a tag team before. I mean, it's money in the bank, though. It's supposed to be used to get you to the, the world, world title. title. You know, that's the way they've always used it. Yeah, they've yeah had- but they've had people switch brands. They've had people, you know, cash in in the middle of matches. Yeah. But we've never had anybody either cash in on an intercontinental title shot, a tag team title shot. That's because why would they when they can get a world title shot? Because they best friend and them have been together for years and they've never, all they've dreamed of is being tag team champions. This is why you don't put on a tag team Yeah, I I wouldn't because money in the bank is way too important to kickstart somebody's career for you to give it to somebody that you weren't going to let cash it. That's how I felt when they gave it to Kennedy. I was really excited about his, Mm -hmm. about Mr. Kennedy. I was really excited about his, only for Edge to take it away from him. Right. And then cash it in like a few days later on the following SmackDown. 
Yeah, there's been a few flops of money in the bank. It was Kennedy, there was Damien Sandow. Why did they do why did they even let him win it? And uh, there's Otis. I was hoping that they would uh So you don't think Baron Corbin was a flop either, even though he lost two? I forgot about Baron Corbin. But I don't know I don't I wouldn't call him a flop like I call the other ones a flop. The people that have flopped have Damian Sandow, John Cena, Baron Corbin, Mr. Kennedy, and now Otis. There's a re- there's a difference between losing the match and Oh, and Braun not, Strowman. And not looking good as money, Mr. Money in the Bank. That's what I was talking about. You know, remember Sandow, he wins it and he brings out this ugly brown briefcase. Looks like it made a mud or something. But the only thing was Sandow actually threatened cashing it in a bunch of times. And it made it interesting with him. Everybody that's had it has threatened to cash in, except like Braun Strowman never threatened. He told you when he was going to cash mm-hmm. in. John Cena never really threatened. He told you when he was going to cash in. Right. Baron Corbin threatened a lot. I mean, he didn't have the briefcase that he didn't have the briefcase that uh, that long. No, he didn't. Yeah. And and now there's Otis. Otis hasn't even threatened. He hasn't to cash even it threatened in. to cash it in. That's now he's the thing. running around this lunchbox and. And now they're suing him for it. That's that that's huge out there. It is. It's weird. Not, I'm not saying that everything that's happening in wrestling is good, <laughs> but there's some good things. But um. Retribution was the thing that I wanted to ask you about. How'd you feel about them? And who do you think it is? Still not sure who they are. I've uh, heard them talk for once, though. You know, it, it kind of looks like it might be Mia Yim underneath that, underneath that uh, one of those masks. You know, I remember uh, this week on Raw when they were talking. You know, it's kind of looking under, kind of, kind of looking at the lady that they have, and it looks like it could be Mia Yim, but I don't know. And, you know, as I said, I'd be more interested in them once they reveal themselves. You know, not just chaos out of nowhere. How long do you think this could last? I don't know. It'd probably last for a while, though. <laughs> I heard a couple more rumors. What have you heard so far? I haven't even really been I've hearing heard people talk about them, to be honest with you. NXT. Like, the- I've heard 205. I've heard the return of CM Punk. Yeah, I've heard the return of CM Punk. Like I said, I haven't really been seeing people, but a lot of people talk about them. You know, it's not like everybody's. It's not like everybody's. Everybody that I see is like, who's under the mask? Who's under right. the mask? There's not really a lot of talk about retribution. At least not that I've seen. I've seen a lot to talk about it, and the returning girl, whether it's Carmella or. Dana Everybody Brooke. thinks it's Carmella. I don't see why they would give her a new character. She already has... She's already branded as Carmella. You know? Right. Fabulous. Yeah. You know, they do that sometimes with people. But, you know, back in the day... The they worst did. one was Emma. The yeah. Emolution. I, I wasn't really a big fan of that. To turn into Emmalina or something. Mm-hmm. And then to tell us... Like, that day that she turned back into Emma. Like, <laughs> I don't... That was the worst. <laughs> I mean, people, like, they get uh, gimmicks one place and then it comes over us and they get a new one. Like, uh, The Undertaker, he was me, Mark Calloway, and then he came to the WWF and I was The Undertaker. I mean, people do get rebranded, though. 
I mean, it's happened a couple times. Yeah. Cedric just rebranded himself as part of the Hurt Business. And yeah, now that's, that's what you look at them as, the Hurt Business. So, yeah, uh, shit's cracking. Uh, Tyron Woodley versus Kobe Covington happened tonight. Uh, Kobe Covington won. Of course he did. Uh, that's Tyron losing like three in a row. And Damn, course, loud mouth. Kobe goes in, tries to talk about uh, Kamaru Usman. And everybody knows the last time y'all fought, you got your jaw broke. But he's still talking. But he's still, still talking. He's still talking. It was a broken jaw. He's still talking that 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 mess. He's still talking, and he gets a call from Donald Trump in the middle of his interview. Of course, he did. I don't like Kobe Covington very much. Who does? Well, I can tell you who does. Yeah, we all know who does. But God, this guy, man, just gave, that just gave him. He's a ammunition. troll. That's what he is. It's, it's pretty much. He knows that Trump and uh, was uh, kind of a hot button issue right now. You know, he knows that uh, some people feel some way about him, and so he's gonna use that, and he's gonna capitalize off of it. This guy, man. This guy. This guy. But he won. Loud mouth. He won. Yeah, you can't take anything away from his fighting ability. And still talking to Kamaru Usman after he got his jaw broke. You would think and that you wouldn't Usman want to come back for was, more. Bro, I broke your face. I was going to say, you would think he wouldn't want to come back for more, but here he is. He's like a glutton for punishment or something. Well, he's not Lex next in line. Gilbert Burns is next in line. I hope they make him fight Leon Edwards or somebody. Somebody. Just shut this guy up. Well, That's we already possible. had him shut up. And he's still talking. Like, it's not possible. That man when will he had continue his jaw broke, to talk. When he had his jaw broken, he was on Twitter going at it because he couldn't talk. <laughs> I can type, though. My fingers still work. You Damn. think you away, but you're not. Damn. Next Loud weekend, mouth. though, it's going to be lit because Israel Adesanya is fighting Paulo Costa. Two undefeated people. Somebody's old has got to go. It's also going to be uh, Clash of the Champions next week. Yep, Clash of the Champions is next weekend. So next week is going to be super lit. Um, but before we go out. Oh, Cowboy, was... yeah, he had a fight, too. Cowboy fought. But we're going to go upstairs and watch that because I didn't get to see the Cowboy fight. Yeah, but, but before we go, I want to know, why do they have like this, this tagline on Raw this week? I can't even remember, really remember what it was. It's like they say Raw and then they say the tag time, the tagline. Like, you know, in your face? In your face. That's what it is. Why, why do they have that this week? I don't know. Because it's in your face, I guess. I guess. I don't know, but... Who's Raw's been good for? to me. <laughs> Who's <that for> <laughs> Raw's been good to me. Yeah, I like that. It. It's just I don't want it in my face. Not me either. <laughs> I don't, especially raw. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely don't want it in my face. Yeah, raw. Yeah, raw. But uh, yeah, uh, that's all I got, bro. Anything you got? All right, Black Lives Matter. Tell them where to reach you. Always, uh, Matt Lindsay on Facebook. 
at Lindsay677 on Instagram. It's 677 or 37. I can't remember which one. It's one of the two. <laughs> oh my God. You don't even know where to reach you. Simple shit for me. Our dog one on Instagram. Your face Our dog three on Twitter. Our dog one on Facebook. Hit us up at the Sons of Legends 21 at gmail.com if you want to send us a letter. Uh, we'll holler at you guys next week. As always. So long.